Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Friday, the Christian church celebrated Epiphany. This is the day that celebrates when the Magi, following a shining star, reached the newborn Christ. And they were transformed by the presence of the incarnate God. They returned home another way. Let us pray. God, we come to this place seeking 
searching, wondering, doubting, hoping, hoping to feel something real, praying that you might reveal yourself to us together. God, meet us in this space during this hour so that we too might be transformed and return home another way. Amen. I invite you now to rise in body or spirit as we sing our first song. Not to give anything away, Don, but Don's going to be preaching about community, about the journeys that we go on together. And if y'all know anything about community, it's that 
When you're in community, you hurt each other, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. You say things that are mean, you do things that cause pain, and so we come together right now to apologize, to confess that we hold responsibility in the ways that we hurt one another. So let us pray the prayer of admission found in your program. Let us pray. Heavenly Creator, you have created a world of change and continual transformation. Forgive us for being so stubborn. Forgive us for our fear of the unknown. Forgive us for our fear of the stranger. Grant us wisdom and courage so that we might be transformed as well. each week we remember when we confess our sins and we remember our God, Jesus the Christ, who hung from the cross, the cross that we put him on. And he looked out at the crowd and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Friends, we still don't know what we are doing and we are still forgiven, called to forgive. We are loved, called to love. Let, it, let us live at peace with God and with one another. Amen. Got a lot going on in January, so I invite you to take a look um, the last page of your program or on our blog. Um, I do want to draw your attention to elder nominations. Elders are the leaders that the church elects to serve the church, and um, you all get to nominate. Members get to nominate. So that's happening right now. I also am really excited about the back of your program. We're starting a sermon series next Sunday called What Do We Believe? And uh, the first confirmation group that Lucas led here, high schoolers, I think I subbed in one day. And Lucas is a phenomenal teacher, y'all, phenomenal teacher. And his curriculum is so good with these high schoolers that more than one adult said, hey, Don, will we ever get to do confirmation for adults? 
I think we will someday, but for now, Lucas and Charles and I are gonna, um, we're gonna walk you through his curriculum, these questions of our faith. So I invite you to uh, take a look and share it with some friends. It's a really good opportunity for all of us to get to go on that journey together. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter two, verses one through 12. If you were here last week, you might notice that it's the same scripture that preacher Charles preached. Charles uh, preached an amazing sermon on our search for Jesus at the beginning of the new year. If you haven't listened to it, I recommend it, it's great. And today we're gonna take a communal approach that we search for Jesus together. Listen now for God's word. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is this child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star in the east and we've come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi, and he learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for my child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may go also and pay him homage." When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in the east until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and they paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The title of today's sermon is 650. How many of you all were watching the football game last Monday night? So I wasn't watching the game live when DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the football field, but I have seen it since. A Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, he tackled a player to the ground. He got up, looked like he was fine, and then collapsed. And on national television, we watched a 24-year-old be kept alive by CPR for, quote, several minutes. We watched football players take a knee. We watched ESPN anchors bow their heads and pray for his healing on national television. And we know now that Hamlin is doing better. He's breathing on his own. He even asked the doctor who won the game. But as we continue to pray for his healing and to monitor his progress, we also must acknowledge that we are not okay. Anyone watching or hearing about that fragile line between life and death is not 
okay. It's important for us, especially those of you who watched it live, to ask yourself if your body's feeling tense anywhere, or if you find your mind just wandering back and replaying those images over and over again. When events like this happen, they affect us as collective trauma. Of course, it affects patient zero the most, right? And then his family and his teammates. But it has ripple effects to affect every single person who sees or hears about the event. It's collective trauma, and we have to figure out a way collectively to move forward. Here's the flip, though. Just as we are able to collectively experience trauma, we also collectively carry hope. Collective hope is what brings these magi out into the night. Just a few nights after Jesus' birth, the magi, they see this star in the sky and they study the star. So they know, they know what this star means. So they go out in search of them. And traditionally, we, we say that there were three magi, right? Three wise men, three kings. But in scripture, it never says that it was three. We say three because there's three gifts that are mentioned. But there's no like one person bring one gift rule, okay? Magi is plural, which means it was at least three, but it probably could have been a lot more. It could have been 600 and 50, 650, that's how many of us there are at downtown church. At least that's how many we know about. We're not the best at keeping track. We don't pass those little attendance things, right? 650 people, that's how many people have gone on the website and filled out a membership form or been baptized on this stage. 650, maybe more. So let's imagine, all right? that there are 650 magi out wandering in the night. I like to imagine it like the start of a running race, right? Like it's dark outside and everybody's got the jittery nerves, showing up, getting ready for a walk. And there's gotta be operational folks, right? Thank God for people who think about operational type of things, right? Somebody to go ahead and kind of, you know, block off some of the roads for all these people wandering in the night, right? Maybe somebody has some safety gear that, that makes it visible for the camels, probably not, you know, 18-wheelers, but the camels, you know, making sure that you could see each other. There's got to be some sort of communication ahead of time, right? Like, where are we going to meet up? And when are we going to take off? And since we don't know the exact length of this, this walk, I don't know about you, but I'm going to overpack, right? I'm going to take too many outfits, too much food, too much water. Someone like Lucas, where's Lucas? Someone like Lucas is gonna have to go inspect our gear and tell us, Dawn, you don't need 10 outfits. Everybody's gonna get used to you wearing the same thing. And since it's downtown church, I know, you know, that there's no way we are starting on time. <laughs> We're gonna be late, right? At least three minutes late, right? Because we got to wait for that person that's rolling in on two wheels with coffee spilled all over them and their hair's a mess. And we would not want to leave without them. We'd miss their company too much. 
Now, we aren't going to walk, we aren't going to wait 30 minutes, but we will wait the three. And since it's us, we're going to have a good time traveling together. Someone like Sean is going to bring a guitar or a sitar. And I'm really hoping that Aaron packs that bass. We're probably going to need a camel to like carry all the music gear, right? So let's just go ahead and name that camel Barry, right? Barry, the the music camel. And he's got to make sure that he's got the drum kit and he's got all of Drew's sound gear, right? Can't be traveling without any of that. We know we've got at least at least 30 really good musicians at Downtown Church and probably a whole lot more that we'll discover along the way. This is one of my favorite things about Downtown Church. Nobody fits in a box. So we've got these like corporate bankers and attorneys with the best bluegrass voices you've ever heard. I'm sure we're gonna discover some new folks and I can see us, I can see us right now just setting up camp every night, you know? Everybody throwing off their, whatever they're carrying and the musicians getting together. There's some of us now who are gonna find the nearest inn and sleep on a mattress up off the ground, right? Yeah, there's some of us. But they're gonna come back out if they hear that the musicians are about to play, right? I can just see us building a fire, sitting around together, the musicians making music. And not only do we have great musicians, but we've got good storytellers and we've got good comedians that I could see starting to, starting to speak up as we're walking along the way. And I could see, you know, as the little kids, as their legs get tired, we just pass them from aunties to uncles, giving them rides on their shoulders. I can see it now. And as we walk, we'd be telling stories. Stories about the other times in our history when we, as a people of faith, have taken walks in our spiritual journey. We'd be talking about Adam and Eve and the prodigal father and son and the Israelites that wandered in the desert listening for God's voice. And and then we'd stop in the afternoons, you know, when it got real hot for some water breaks and there'd be people who somehow have energy to pick up a soccer game. We'd enjoy this time together so much that we would almost forget about the comfort of our own bed. Our minds so full and focused on these new friendships with people that we didn't know before we started walking. Our minds tending to the stories and the souls of each other. Our minds wondering about how our soul is getting so filled up. This walk with 650 people. It's happening, y'all, in Columbia, South Carolina. It's happening at Downtown Church in lots of different ways. Worship is the most visible, right? Because there's a lot of us. It's easy to pick up on the collective energy and the collective hope when you've got amazing musicians singing Shining Star and good coffee and you're just elbow to elbow with all sorts of people. But it also happens through things like home groups, through small groups that are, that are meeting up around the city, that are walking through the word together, that are sharing on group text messages, who's ordering pizza for the next gathering, and, and more than that, who's praying for the person who just had surgery or the sibling who's in prison. It happens on adult wilderness trips and mission trips. It happens at Montreat with our high schoolers, and it'll happen in Charlotte on the mission trip for middle schoolers. It happens every time our kids get with Miss Trina and her team of caregivers. It happens every time our tiny theologians get together with Miss Abigail and her crew. This journey is happening all around us, all the time. Isn't something that just happened way back 
when Jesus was born, we are walking and looking up in the sky for a star right now. Well, the question is, do you want to? And if you want to, are we willing to do it together? Because if we are going to choose to meet up in the night to walk together, it's good to know why we are walking together. One obvious reason is that it's a lot safer. It's a lot safer for the Magi to come together to walk than to just, you know, haphazard go one off. And with 650 people, there's a lot of safety in that number, right? You can see us from a mile away. And among 650 people, there are bound to be a few doctors that we'd probably need along the way, some mental health specialists, some spiritual guides. We've got to have people who understand the operation side of things. I laugh thinking about how many maps there would be in this crew. More than one, I guarantee it. I laugh at thinking about all the different maps that would come out. And I know we have strong planners, wise people who have done their research and have brought their telescopes. And y'all, we're going to see the star a little differently. So there's going to be some lively debate about which way to go. But we stick together. I bet it takes a lot of patience to walk together. And a lot of trust. Trust that Jesus is out there for us to find and trust in each other because y'all, we have to accept that we are flawed humans, every single one of us. We are gonna make mistakes along the way. We are going to make this journey take a lot longer than if it was just one person or two people walking, but we choose to walk together because of the collective hope we hold. The collective hope we hold is stronger when we are 650 strong. Nicole knows about collective hope. Nicole is a self-described screenwriter, actor, activist with all the tattoos that you would expect. She's a single mom. She works really hard and she solo parents out of love for her daughter and um, she's just moments away from a real mental breaking point. And that happened, the mental breaking point. It came when she was drinking and driving and she was stopped by the police. And not only did they revoke her license and print her face in the newspaper, but she also had fees that she couldn't afford. When she stood before the judge in the court, they decided that they were gonna give her group therapy as part of her treatment. So now here she is without a car, needing additional care for her child. And she reaches out to her friends and she says, y'all gotta help me. So they do, they all come out and they're given her rides to and from group therapy and they're taking care of her kid. And along the way, one of her friends, longtime friends, he looks over at her and he knows. He knows what her life is like on a day-to-day basis. He knows how hard everything has been for her and he says, Nicole, I just can't believe you have to do this. Nicole, walking into group therapy for the first time, she says, I felt the same way. I can't believe I have to do this. She surveyed the room, and nobody looked like her. In the room, it was mostly men, 
15 years her senior, she overheard some conversations about tea time and 401ks, things she has never thought about. She said, I have nothing in common with them. About two months later, the same friend was driving Nicole to group therapy and said the exact same thing. Nicole, I'm sorry, I just can't believe you have to do this. But this time, Nicole's response was different. She called this group of men her friends. She said the more of the stories she heard them share, the less alone she felt in her own pain. That judge that she had recognized when she came into the room, he had a, gone on a bender and had a DUI of his own. And he showed up toward one of the last group therapy sessions with venison to share. And she was so happy to receive his gift. She didn't even care to tell him that she was a vegetarian. She was just excited that her friend thought of her and brought it to them. And she knew, she knew because it was her story too that this was one of the few groups that he could show up and share that with them. She says this, she said, what we have in common, what we have in common is a wake of broken promises and bad decisions. I don't have to edit my story or worry about impressing them, it's such a relief. She smiled, she said, I look forward to it every week. Well, this friend who was driving, he was rendered speechless. He'd known Nicole for a long time and he had never seen her smile like that before. When Nicole and her new friends found in each other, did for each other, is what we do for each other when we come together as downtown church and when we go out of these doors into the world, into the darkness as downtown church. Like the Magi, we hold collective hope. Collective hope that the world could be different. Collective hope that each of us could be different. Collective hope because when we reach out, we grasp and find other hands in the dark. The gift we get this new year is that we are walking together. Searching for Jesus, 650 strong and counting. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Save your life. 
You're only living for the night Will you see the light? All you wanna do is fine Don't live such a lie Come and see the light It could do you some right in power, in love, and in purity. We collectively, we 650 of us come in the midst of trauma and in the glory of hope, beseeching and seeking your power, love, and purity. We collectively pray for all people traveling on this journey, walking and embarking upon this journey of life. The 650 of us and those beyond we pray for those who travel heavy and for those who travel light. We pray for those who are moving swiftly and those who are moving at a slower pace. We pray for a world right now of people who are in need of trust along this journey. May we trust each other as we trust in you. We pray for a healthy dose of patience along this journey, recognizing that we all may have to stop and take a break every now and then. And let's remind ourselves of that when others want to pause when we want to move. We pray for understanding and recognizing that as we go about this journey of life, there will be 650 different perspectives and more beyond, but it may not be ours, but it is yours that we seek. We pray for fortitude 
that we will stay on the road even when the road looks cloudy, when it seems like we can't find our way. We're not sure about the direction, but we pray that we remain together along this journey. We pray that everybody on this journey is seen for who they are, what they are, and how you made them and the beauty of your image. And however they show up, they show up whole, authentic, and we love them as they are. We pray collectively and communally that we dare not Consider this our journey, for it is yours. For in this journey, we are covered by the blood and guided by the Spirit. And as the old African proverb says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And we declare today that we want to go together in the name of Jesus. And it's together in his name that we pray the prayer that he taught us right now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Family, let us stand, if you will. Our affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed, can be found in your program. Family, what do we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please remain standing and sing with us. One, two, I want to ready. Amen. 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 This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, this little light. Lord, I'm gonna let it shine. 
yes, Lord, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Never let it flicker, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Never let it flicker, no, I'm gonna let it shine. for Jesus, 650 strong and counting. So as you begin this year, look for opportunities to walk alongside someone else. And as we go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.